Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Man.
everything within me. Who reigns 
what I've been doing. I'm not going to pay you no more attention. You desire everything. So we should hold nothing back.
Good afternoon, everyone. This is Gloria, and this is your call to worship. For the second Saturday in September, this is September the 14th, 2019. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. We were created for this very purpose, to worship you, O God. Good evening. On behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and the refuge from the church, Storm Church family, I welcome you to our Saturday evening worship service, a church of hope, encouragement, and purpose. Our desire is to reach targeted individuals in North America and indeed around the world. So we thank you for gathering with us today in fellowship. Thank you for meeting us here to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's not just another day. It's the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it for our returning uh, members and listeners and our first-time listeners, we say welcome, welcome, welcome. It's only when we gather to worship our uh, God and our Father that we can truly find fulfillment and true happiness on this life's journey and beyond. We have to ask the question, is there anything too hard for our God? And we know that there is not. So we just want to come and remind you to keep trusting, keep believing, and to remind you once again that he is indeed a God of miracles and that the Lord is in our midst today. He's the mighty one that will save, he'll heal, he'll deliver, he can change minds, and when we're weak, he's strong. He can lift up bowed down heads and hearts. So let's just keep loving the Lord and keep gathering in fellowship one with the other. He sees us. He knows every name, no matter where you are. And in fact, he told us in the word that we're the apple of his eye. So again, for our visitors, we say welcome and please come again next week and continue to come and be encouraged in the Lord. And we pray that something that is said today will encourage your heart and keep you uplifted till this time again next week. And, in fact, come again this, this Wednesday. Anytime we gather, you're welcome to meet with us. So, again, welcome. Today our worship service serving team will consist of Pastor Reverend Millicent Black, and today the preach word will be uh, delivered by Minister Pamela Wilson and Pastor Terrence Wilson. And Pastor uh, Millicent Black will be uh, standing in for Elder Carolyn Cunningham, who's away today, and Pastor will also extend the invitation to giving. 
sister Helena Thompson serves as our talk show manager responsible for all of the beautiful prepared recorded music, and sister Cheryl Miller Harvey is the assistant talk show manager who schedules all of our meeting times uh, where we use our talk show program. Sister Kim Straub, I believe, will do our um, altar prayer, excuse me, our invitation to discipleship today. And if not, then uh, Pastor Millicent will offer the invitation to discipleship. And Sister Helena Thompson will offer our altar prayer this evening. A reminder of our upcoming gatherings for the week. Please join us for our Wednesday night small group Bible study. Uh, our study is coming from the book Possessing the Gates of the Enemy by Cindy Jacobs. Now, our study, please be reminded, will continue through October the 2nd, 2019. Our scheduled start time is 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. The subject for this week's study is prayer watches and prayer walls. Prayer watches and prayer walls. And we continue to have very interesting studies. So please, it's not too late to join in. And on Wednesdays, uh, please continue, if you will, to join us in for a time of fasting in uh, conjunction with our study. And uh, many are doing sunrise to sunset fasting, uh, especially um, if you have any health conditions, please follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But please uh, just draw near to, the, to our Lord. That's the purpose of our fasting is to seek, seek the face of the, the Lord and to focus on him just during this time of study as we draw near to him. Also, Pastor continues to invite you and encourages you to join in and agree with us in the power of prayer in our intercessory prayer time for early morning weekday prayer. That's Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday mornings. Our scheduled start time is 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please reconsider joining us one or all of those mornings, please. How much power we could have if more individuals could join us during those prayer times. Please, please, please consider joining us in prayer. And through the rest of the year, our prayer focus will be uh, spiritual and numerical growth in the body of Christ, in particular Refuge from the Storm Church. We will continue to uh, focus on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness as we lift up Christ. We will draw all men unto him. We're praying for a spirit of unity, a spirit of outreach, a spirit of benevolence, the spirit of hospitality as others come, and the burden of intercession according to God's will. Please be reminded that our daily prayer guide is in the newsletter that you receive each week. And if during your personal prayer time, as you enter your personal prayer closet, if you will uh, pray daily those 
those um, areas that are listed, you'll be uh, you'll be in sync with the early morning prayer team. We pray those those particular areas. And if you need prayer during the week, please don't hesitate to reach out to us by email at refugefromstorm at AOL, or please access our beautiful website developed by Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey at refugefromthestormchurch.org. That's refugefromthestormchurch.org. And we'll make sure your messages get to uh, Pastor Millicent and our minister, Juanita Purdy. And please continue to pray for those uh, who were affected by Hurricane Dorian and all of those that are uh, were affected by the mass violence that has occurred recently. And also, as you hear um, issues that pop up in the, the media, please, if anything touches your heart, don't forget to pray for families or individuals that you hear about on the news as you hear about it. Uh, always consider those issues in your prayer time. Now, once again, once service has started, worship service has started, Sister Cheryl uh, will mute everyone except the ministry team just to guard against any unwanted intrusions and protect the integrity of the worship service. So, again, thank you for your attention to the announcement. It's greatly appreciated. And now we'll go higher in our worship service, and the Holy Spirit is here with us, and we do invite the Holy Spirit to come and manifest his presence among us and to flood this atmosphere with the presence. So we do ask the Lord to allow the Holy Spirit to come and do what only it can do during the worship service, through our praise and the preach word. And we do pray for the Wilsons to come and share as the Lord allows encouraged and moved through the, this service. So after um, we hear a worship song, Pastor will come back and guide us through the remainder of the worship service. Please be blessed today in worship and allow the Holy Spirit to move where you are. Greatly blessed.
praise the Lord. It's so good to be here with you this afternoon. The song just told us that we are greatly blessed and highly favored. We are imperfect but forgiven children of God. So I want to tell you today that it doesn't matter what your situation is that is not dependent upon how blessed you are or how favored you are. It's your position. Your position in Christ is what determines that you are greatly blessed and highly favored. Our scripture this afternoon is coming from Proverbs chapter 16, verses 1 through 9. I found it to be quite a blessing during the week, and I pray that you will too. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he always makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Righteous Father God, I pray today for your wisdom to be with us in this service. I pray, dear God, that this worship service will be a glory and an honor unto you, for you are our God. I pray, God, that we will worship you in spirit and in truth so we can bring glory to you through our praises and thanksgiving. Please help us your spirit to enable those who lead our worship services to seek to give you the credit for all we do and to help us to focus on your desire, which is to be glorified. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness given to us in your own word. These hold great and precious promises that we can cling to. It is only by your word that we know we can trust your faithfulness so help us and our worship leaders and our worshipers to stay faithful to you and to your word so that we can be empowered to live a life that is more pleasing to you. When we worship together, God, help us as the body and those who are leaders to stay focused on glorifying you and in being beautifully faithful to what is revealed in your written word, the Bible. May we all be faithful to his teachings and for the glory of the name by which we pray, Jesus the Christ, amen. Now we will have recorded music from Sister Helena Thompson followed by altar prayer by Sister Thompson.
Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come and worship you today. We praise your holy name and thank you, Father, that you are here amongst us, that you made it possible for us to get through this past week, no matter what we went through, through our good times and our bad. You allowed us to meet here today at this particular time to lift up your name. Worship you today, Father God, and thank you and acknowledge that you are the Lord of our lives and that you are the Lord of this ministry. You are the head of this church. And we thank you, Father, for appointing a pastor such as ours in Pastor Millicent, Lord, that you chose and selected her to lead this great and mighty church, Father God. We thank you for each and every caller today. Those that couldn't make it, Lord, we just pray that by your Holy Spirit you will touch them some way, somehow today. Even as we pray together in agreement, I pray, Father, that they may know and sense and feel your presence. I ask that all that is brought before you today will be blessed by you, by you, Father, and that you will be pleased by everything, every song, every word, the message, Father, that you will bless each and every one that is listening, Lord, that no one will leave our service today the same as we came. Thank you, Father, for taking care of us this past week. And Lord, I know that this past week we remembered victims of 911. It was a difficult day. At least it was for me. Because it was just so evident that on the faces of many, 
Many years later, it was as though it just happened yesterday. The pain, the hurt is still there for so many, Lord. And we just ask you, Father God, to just comfort those that are hurting today for whatever reason, Lord. Let us never forget that we need you, Lord, in our lives every day. That you have protected our land, Father God. And that you will continue to protect us. Lord, we just pray, Father, today for those that were caught up in in the hurricanes or any other weather patterns, Father. Those, Father, that are um, toward the violence in our country, Father, that has been picked up here lately. Lord, we just pray for your mighty hand of mercy and grace to fall upon our land, Lord, and that people will come to know you, to look to you instead of to man. Father, that they will know that you are God and that we we can't rely on one another, Lord, because we are all fallible. We all make mistakes. We all fall down at times. But because of you, you help us to get back up. You give us the strength that we need to make it through each and every day. Help us to make it through this day as well. Today we remember, Father, prisoners all over the world, Lord. Those that don't know you, Father, we pray that they will come to the knowledge of who you are and accept you as their personal Savior. Likewise, we lift up those that do know you, Father, to seek out others that are like-minded as they are and to hold each other up to a standard, Lord, to be able to seek one another out, to be able to come together to praise your name, to pray together, to be able to confide in one another openly the burdens that they may have on their shoulders, Lord. We pray for any TIs that are in prison today that are falsely accused or in mental health facilities, Father God. We pray for the homeless today. We ask that you find shelter for each and every one. For those that are hungry. Those that need a roof over their heads. Those that need a financial breakthrough. God, send one in their path, someone, Father, to help them, Lord. Help us, each one of us, to be your hand extended. Speak to us individually, Lord, in the areas that we need growing in, that we need helping in. God, I'm asking you for a little personal prayer today for the prison here in Washington State that I used to go belong to a group that went to minister to them. You know, the friends that I made there and the impact that they made on my life, friends that said that we did on theirs, Lord, I pray that you lift them up today, that they are still standing strong for you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You are willing and you are able will take charge of this service today, that you will minister through 
Minister Pamela and Terrence, precious Lord, that you will give a word that each one of us can carry back with us and remember throughout this week and in the future, Father, that you will just bless each and every word by your Holy Spirit, that, Lord, we will grow today more closely to you, Lord, and that you will draw us near to us, to you, Father God. We remember our stalkers today. We ask that those that are listening in, Father, you will just work on their minds and their hearts and their spirits and draw them to you, Lord. We pray for the day that we will hear Father, testimonies of those that will have come to know you as a result of this ministry or something that one of us may have said or or an action that we may have made that we may not even have been aware of that touched one of them, Lord. Pray for all TIs around the world today. Father God, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit and we plead the blood of Jesus and ask you to cover each one of us this day, that you place your armor on each and every one of us, Lord, that the attacks of the enemy, all the darts that are aimed at us, even as we sit during the service, Lord, many of us are being attacked violently. We just pray that those darts will just bounce off of your armor Go back to the spirit, Father, that is invoking the violence, Lord. We pray for the leadership in our country, our president, those that work in our government offices, whether it be federal, state, or city. Father God, we pray for your wisdom to abound. We pray for more people to be voted in, unappointed, that know you, that will pass the laws, Father, that will be becoming to who you are in our lives, Father, and that will minister to our nation and around the world. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers. And we thank you for the yet unanswered (coughs) prayers. And we just leave the rest of the service in your loving hands. Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 I I do want to uh, ask that each of you would mute your phones yourself. Um, if you have a an Android or a iPhone, you should have a mute button on your phone. If not, star six will mute it and unmute it. Thank you. Now we come to the time in our service where we talk about giving to support the ministry of the church and also that we might be a blessing to others. Like the people of Israel long ago, the children of God long for freedom in every age. We long for freedom from injustice and brokenness. We long for freedom from everything that holds us back from God and the new life that God promises. That is what the ministry of this church is about, walking with God on our long journey, remembering God's goodness each step of the way, feeling God's presence with us, and helping others 
who are also experiencing the injustices and the brokenness that comes with these cruel and illegal programs. If you want to be a part of what we are doing at Refuge from the Storm Church, you can take an active part by becoming a regular giver to our church. In order for you to do this, you could um, send a check or a money order to Refuge from the Storm Church at at twenty at mail call, which is one 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 six West Seventh Street, box O is in Orange, Columbia, Tennessee. 38401 is the zip code, or you may go to our website, Refuge from the Storm Church net, Refuge from the Storm Church net, where we have an electronic giving system set up there. Or feel free to contact to contact me or Sister Gloria Sterling McGill at the addresses that is in our newsletter, and we will be happy to share with you further about how you may become an active part of the ministry of this church that gives into the world. Amen.org.org, not .net. I'm sorry. Thank you. So, Refuge from the Storm, church.org.org. Thank you, Sister Cheryl. And now we will have a, another selection. Following that will be our minister for the afternoon, Minister Pamela Wilson. Sister Helena, are you experiencing technical difficulties? Sister Cheryl, are you able to start that song? <clears throat> it was one that was specifically requested by our speaker today. It's entitled Footprints. Can you all still hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's called Footprints in the Sand by Leona Lewis. 
have it. I have it. Can you all hear it?
Amen. Yes, yes, we can hear you. Okay. okay, I'm going to make sure this is on speaker. Okay, great. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for um, playing that song that I that really kind of talks about what I want to talk about tonight, which is looking for God in everything. Look for God in everything. So um, I'm going to start, and later on my husband will join in. My topic today is look for God in everything. And what we sh- and which it's what we should do as, as believers in the Lord. We should make sure that we are looking for his, his hand. We're looking for his presence. And it's sometimes easy to get lost in seeing him in the world that, that is so busy and is so full of things that are not representative of him or the way we, we believe. So... Um, There's a scripture that I want to start off with that says, it's Jeremiah 29, 12 through 14. And it's right after Jeremiah 29, 11, which you know that one. uh, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. But Jeremiah 29, 12 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Another scripture which talks about seeking God and looking for him in everything is 1 Chronicles 16 and 11, which says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continuously. Now, I acknowledge that I don't always seek him continuously, and I know that I should, um, but I do get little reminders from God, and it kind of brings me back to center when I'm just doing different things throughout the day. I chose the song Footprints in the Sand that you just heard, and I know you, everybody has heard of that poem called Footprints where the person wondered where God was in his most difficult times. And at the end, because he said he only saw one set of footprints, and at the end, the Lord said, the reason why you only saw one set of footprints in your most difficult times is those are the times when I carried you. So that's kind of how we should live, to know that God is carrying us and he's with us. And even though we don't see him all the time, that's what that person that wrote the poem was saying. I didn't see you. I didn't, you weren't there. And he said, I was there. And so I chose that song, first of all, because of the, the topic, what, what it stands for. But secondly, because it's not a Christian song. It's not on the Christian charts. It was not released in the, under the genre of a Christian or a Christian contemporary or gospel song. It is, was a secular song that was written by, and, I, and you guys get ready for this. I know I've already told Dr. Black. That song was written by Simon Cowell off of American Idol. And it just lets you know that that man has never, to my knowledge, professed anything about Christ. He seems very secular. But that he wrote that song, which touches the heart of believers. And the only reason I probably even heard that song, because I usually only listen to Christian music, is because they played it in a class that I was taking in the gym. That was a cool-down song. So at the end of that song, I was like, wow, um, I listen to Christian contemporary, so I wondered why I had never heard this song. And the lady told me who wrote it and where it was from, that it wasn't on the Christian charts at all. It never had been. So I went, anyway, I went and bought the song, and um, it kind of led me to think about other times that I've heard secular music. Um, I don't listen, as I said, to much secular music in my own playlist, like on my phone or you know, computer. But sometimes during the store, you might be in a class in the gym and they're playing music. So I started noticing or really actually looking for ways that, I, that God can talk to me through secular songs at the gym, at the store. You know, when you're in shopping, you can't control what's playing in there. 
But I started listening out for God even in those things. And I'll give you a few examples. Like Alicia Keys, uh, that song, No One, you guys have heard that. It was a big hit by Alicia Keys. It says, no one can change the way I feel for you. But listen to some of these lyrics and tell me if you hear or you can feel anything from God in this. Um, her, her, the song says, I just want you close where you can stay forever. You can be sure that it will only get better. You and me together through the days and nights, I don't worry because everything's going to be all right. People keep talking. They can say what they like, but all I know is everything's going to be all right. And then she goes into, no one can change the way I feel for you. No one can change the way I feel for you. When I heard that song, I, I was in a store one time, and it wasn't even the first time I had heard it. But that particular song, time I heard that song, I just felt like God was saying, no one can change the way I feel for you. Um, you're mine forever. I've called you by name. And then I had scriptures that came, just popped into my head after that. I've called you by name. You are mine. And then the part where it says, I want you close where you can stay forever. You can be sure that it'll only get better. You and me together through the days and nights, okay? I don't worry because everything's going to be all right. So even though she did not, she probably did not write that song as a song t talking to God or hearing from God, I believe that every song, really, every gift of music and ministry is really from God anyway. So sometimes God just gets in there. And even though the people that are, or singing it or writing it, may not even have their mind on Christ. God is in charge of every gift of music. Another example uh, is DeBarge. And back in the 70s, I don't know if some people are too young to understand, or 80s rather, there was a song called I Call Your Name by Switcher DeBarge. And it says that, here's some of the lyrics for that, thinking all that life would be when you're not around. I just could not find my way. I wouldn't even know up from down. But since I've had you in my life, all things can be found. And then he says, I call your name. Whenever I get lonely, I call your name. When I feel the need for love, I call your name. And it eases the pain and it takes away the strain. Now I'll tell you something about that song. I thought of God's, um, my relationship with God when I heard that song one day. But then later on, months later, I saw a documentary about the barge. And they said that those kids were so terrorized in their life because they had an abusive father that they wrote songs to the Lord, and when that kid wrote that song, he had it named, I call your name, Lord. Whenever I get lonely, I'll call your name, Lord. When I feel the need for love. He was, because they all sing on the gospel choir at their church. Well, when, they, when the record producers heard the song and heard how good it was, they made him take the word Lord out and say, I call your name, girl. And I saw the documentary on TV about, maybe about two or three months ago, that he had made this song, because that was the only way those kids mentally survived. But they were sexually and, and, and physically abused by their father for years. And um, they made another song called All This Love. All This Love, um, the song says, I had a problem and no one conceived to solve them, but you found the answers and told me to take a chance on you. And then he, they talk about how this love was there for them. So probably some of those songs were written to with the Lord in mind, and they were, they were dedicating those songs to the Lord, and then they... The secular community, when anything is a big hit, I've heard other Christian artists say the exact same thing, that they had a song they wrote, it was a really good song, the people who wanted to make money off of it told them to change it into a secular lyric, and that's what they did. So I'm saying to you, just as a small example, that whenever you hear things, and I'm not, I'm not at all suggesting that you listen to secular music, because I, I really don't think you should, but I know that you can't avoid listening to it because you're in stores shopping or you're somewhere you know, at a gym and it's in there. So I would, my, uh, my thought again on that is to say 
Look for God in that. Look for something about God talking to you, even through the secular lyrics. I mean, there's, there's a lot of examples of that. Okay, so Colossians 3, uh, 17 says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father through him. Now, that is the same uh, scripture that I use for my exercise program because I say, even when you're exercising, that you should devote that to God as well. So um, you could be in a secular environment exercising, but set your mind on Christ. Um, Psalms 142 and 2 says, The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there's any who understand and any who seek God. He wants us to seek God. Seek him. There is a a guy, I think his name is Tommy Tenney, if I'm not mistaken. Excuse me. He has a book called The God Chasers. And he's talking about chasing God and... um, And and it's it's hard. Sometimes I don't know. It's very routine, but sometimes... I'll get a phone call before I can even get myself ready and pray in the morning. I might get an early, I've gotten an early phone call from work. Sometimes I get an early phone call from my husband before I'm even up out of the bed because he leaves the house way before I even wake up most of the time. And so I'm involved in something already. But what I try to do before I do that, though, he says, oh, I, you know, Pup, I need you to do this real quick. He says, I know you're still asleep. Before I, I say a prayer to myself, Lord, thank you for this day, before I even say anything to him, and sometimes even before I answer the phone. Because I want my day to be, um, God to be the start of it, and it, it doesn't always work out, but to the extent that I can, I really, really, really try to do that. Um, Psalms 142, um, see, I said that one. Okay, Psalms 142 says, the Lord looks down to see who's, who's able to seek him. Acts 17, um, oh, Psalms 105 and 4, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continuously. I'm giving you these scriptures because I like to have like a little repertoire of scriptures that I can have, and I hope that you write some of these down. Acts 17 and 27, that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way toward him, find him, yet he's actually not far from any one of us. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Praise the Lord. Okay, anyway, I want to say that, so seeking God, looking for God in everything, am I correct? Let's get it right with the Lord. Uh, one thing I want to realize is this, is that I, I'm saying this in, uh, in a physical manifestation. Um, I like to say this, so one time we was going on a plane, it was going over the ocean, and I thought about this many years ago. It would take them many months to go from here, uh, for Europe, here from Asia, here from South America, here from Africa, and far destinations like that. When I was out one day, I was we were waiting on the plane to board. I looked around and I saw my God, and I I, I just could I started thinking about this because I'm a big aviator, praise God. And I said, the Lord showed me. He said, look out the window, look at all these everything that you your eyes can see while at the airport. And I see all these huge, beautiful planes. And I thought about that. This one idea that God gave man created thousands of jobs all over the world for millions of people, where people can trans, uh, can they can be transported from one place in so many hours that before it would take them many months and days and weeks to get there. 
Um, think about this, and then when you think about this, this there are airports almost at all over the globe of the world. If you go to the Space Center, the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, or you go to the Johnson Center in Houston, Texas, uh, God you gave man the idea to take a spaceship, can take launch Apollo 11, Apollo 13, Saturn 3. You know, and he gave them the idea, the ingenuity, to launch a ship to go out into the outer atmosphere of the Earth. And when you see that, you can't say nothing but nobody but God could have gave man that kind of wisdom and that kind of knowledge. And that created thousands and thousands of jobs to people. People have gotten filthy rich off it too, contractors. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Think about this. Delta has Delta Airlines here in Atlanta has over a hundred thousand people that work for them around the world, and so God gave us the ideas and these ideas to, you know, go back and forth to do His will. Some to travel to, to preach the gospel, sing the gospel. Some to have transport people for health reasons or specialists. But God gave us all these ideas came from the lips of God, and that's what the Bible says in. Proverbs, God lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He stores up wisdom for the righteous. So in due time, uh, he, re he gives it in the right season. When my great-grandmother was alive when I was a, before she died in the, in the 70s, my grandmother remember when the roads were dirt roads, when people would walk around and had horses and carriages, or you had to walk on your feet at that time. Uh, she was born in the 1800s. She lived long enough to see a man walk on the moon. And she lived long enough to see jet airplanes fly in the air, submarines. She lived almost basically throughout the 19th century before she died. And this was a woman that just, you know, basically had sort of turned the century, born in the 1800s. But she lived long, but I'm just sure everything that she saw in the hand was the hand of God was in it. It was in everything. The nature, the beauty, job creation, the manifestation of the things that we use, the cars, motorcycles, buses, trains, planes. And she did a lot, thank you, dear. And she did a lot of acknowledging God. I right. think a lot of older people who have been through yeah. such hard times, and, and like we are all going through too, um, do a lot more talking about God did this for me, God did that for me. They, and my husband does it too, and, and I to the extent I can keep trying to do it, acknowledges God for everything. I remember one time, acknowledging God in everything. One of the things that made me really like my husband when we were going, dating before we got married is that we went to the store and he got some M&Ms to somewhere or something. I forgot what it was. And I saw him praying over the M&Ms. And I'm like, what? You pray over M&Ms? Because he was going to eat this little pack of yellow m and the uh, peanut M&Ms. And I thought, how nice, because I don't do that. I eat candy and I don't pray over it. But I thought, he's acknowledging God in all his ways. That's what the word of God says for you to do. So I thought that was good. 
So the second point I want to make is, the first one, look for God in secular settings because the world, just face it, we're going to be in secular settings probably more than we're going to be in church settings. So that was the first thing. Look for God in secular settings and music that you hear. Listen, listen for his voice because he will talk to you if, you if you really want him to. He'll talk to you even through secular music. And again, I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that when you hear it, look for him. My second point, look for God throughout your day. Second Chronicles 22:19 said, "Set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God." That was Second Chronicles. I'm sorry, First Chronicles 22:19. Set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. Arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord, so that the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God may be brought into the house of the name of the Lord. Now God was talking to the people of Israel, of course, when they had the ark of the covenant. But when the part that says, "Build the sanctuary of the Lord thy God." We can each build our own little sanctuary in our own house. And I guess most people have that that are a believer, but if you don't, you should have a place set up. I don't care how big and small your residence is. You can put a place, <coughs> a sanctuary, an altar. Um, I remember I lived in, before my husband got married, I lived in a, a condo downtown Atlanta. So, of course, downtown condos are really small. It wasn't big like our house now. So anyway, in that condo, I had a window ledge. I made that little window ledge of, of my prayer place, and I put some cushions down beneath the ledge. It was like a sort of a, what they call bay window type thing. <clears throat> and I made that my altar. And when I got ready to sell that place, I put a big barrier around it because I know agents were going to I said, do not walk over here. I didn't want anybody's footprints to walk over in my special place with my, me and the Lord. So you can build a sanctuary in even the smallest places. And right now where we live, we have an entire room, a prayer room. We have it. It looks like a tiny little church in our house. Um, but wherever you are, build a sanctuary to the Lord. You can do another way to keep God, look for God in everything. Start your day there. Put a scripture on your bathroom mirror so you can see it in the morning. I mean, you can switch it out and put different scriptures, different weeks, different days. Um, as you get dressed, somebody told me this, I don't do it, but a friend of mine told me that she, as she gets dressed, she, when she puts on her shoes, she's saying, I'm putting on my feet shot and preservation of gospel fees, I'm putting on the vest of, uh, you know, the helmet of salvation, you know, whatever. She's, everything she puts on, she makes it something out of Ephesians 6. And she says, I just get myself prepared for the day by, while I'm getting dressed, by saying, um, um, remember the song, The Moment I Wake Up. Before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Well, it's kind of like that. While you're getting dressed, say a little prayer, not for you, but say a little prayer to him. And I like that song, too, because it talks about prayer early in the day. It says you seek, you seek God early in your day. First uh, Thessalonians 5.16, it talks about rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Uh, oh, wait, one more before that, because i got to put them in order so it'll make sense. Um... Okay, so Colossians 3, verse 23 through 24, says that um, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is more about work. So when you're at work, of course, we work in, most of us, unless you work at a church or something or a full-time ministry, you work in a secular environment. You're working around people that many times are not believers. Some are, but some are not. And some that even are are not going to acknowledge Christ because they're ashamed of the gospel, which I am not. 
But you should not be ashamed of the gospel when you're at work. If you're in front of your coworkers and it's lunchtime, you, can still, you should still say your blessings just as well as you do it just by yourself. I know people that didn't, wouldn't do it, and I knew they were believers. And they would pray like at a church-type function or pray if it was just me and them, but when they were around non-believers, they wouldn't do it because they were too embarrassed to. And I think it's sad. I, I just pray. I'm, I don't get up there and start falling out under the Spirit or doing anything, I, but I pray. And when I'm around other people, I have a relative I go to lunch with every month about, and they don't believe in Christ at all, but when we get ready to eat, I say, I have to say my prayer, and I say it out loud, and I say it, you know, acknowledging her and, and everything. So I think we can do that without being offensive, and um, the Bible's okay with it. I mean, the Lord's not just only okay with it. He, he encouraged, he says, don't be ashamed of the gospel. And then, just in your health, in your well-being, um, I know we all have different health challenges, but to the extent that we can, we can... Try to eat things that we know are good and nourishing and healthy for our body because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, as well as exercise, which we all have different various um, ways of being able to do that based on health conditions. But those are some of the things, how we can look for God while we're doing that. Because I, I do it, like I said, when I was in the gym. And then the scripture, the last scripture, which I want, I'm going to move over to something real quick, but I want to tell you the foundation for that. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. Those are two important things. Like I was saying how my husband prayed over that candy. And pray without ceasing. Um, but I want to clarify in everything give thanks, because I've heard somebody preach this, and, they, and I'm glad they clarified it. They said, it says, in everything give thanks. Like, if you're, even if you're sick, even if you're going through a hard time. It doesn't say for everything. And I remember him saying, don't say, oh, Lord, thank you for my broken leg. He said, no, that's not what that means. It means I thank you in the midst. Even if I have a broken leg, I still, I still praise you. Not being joyful for a broken leg. But he says, be, just be thankful in the midst of every struggle. And we, we have a lot. I mean, people on this line are going through a lot. But we can still be grateful to God for whatever we can find to be grateful for. So when it says pray without ceasing, I'm going to move over and, and read something real quick, and then I'm going to hear from my husband again. Um, this particular man that did what we call pray without ceasing, he spent his entire day focusing on God. And I've, I've tried doing it, what he did one time, and it was, it was really exhausting, and I'll tell you how he did it. I'm going to play this thing that he said, and, and um, I'm going to use read aloud because I have it on another document, but I'm going to put it on read aloud. This, Max Licato, I think most people have heard of him. He's a Christian author. He, in one of his books, he talks about a missionary named Frank Lawbaugh. Frank Lombard did an experiment where he was going to focus his entire day, his thoughts on God. Now, he, had, he was a really, really busy missionary, and he was a teacher. So it's not like he was sitting around <clears throat> at home by himself where he could do it. He had to teach kids. He had to teach adults. Yet he did this. And let me read. I'm, I'm going to play this and, and let you hear what he said, okay? And here we go. I'm gonna do use my read aloud function. I hope, and it's gonna sound like a robot because that's the only way I can do it quickly. Okay, here we go. Max Lucado in book Just Like Jesus details the life of missionary Frank Laubach diary. He was not a monk in a monastery, but a busy, dedicated instructor. January 26, 1931. Am feeling God in each movement by an act of willing that. He shall direct these fingers that now strike this typewriter willing that he shall. Or through my steps as I walk. March 1st, 1930, this sense of being led by an unseen hand which takes mine while. 
another hand reaches ahead and prepares the way, grows upon me daily. Sometimes, it requires a long time early in the morning. I detend I'm not to get out of bed until that. Mind set upon the Lord is... Okay, so what he was saying was that he is determined not to get out of, this is a, a, a robot type thing talking, I don't know if you can hear it, but he said he was determined not to get out of bed until his mind is settled on the Lord. Okay, I'm going to continue. And this is his diary, this, in this one more little section, and I'll read that. April 18, 1931, have tasted a thrill in fellowship with God which has made anything. Conflicting with God disgusting. This afternoon the possession of God has caught me. Up with such sheer joy that I thought I never had known anything like it. God was so close and so amazingly lovely that I felt like melting all over with a strange blissful contentment. Having had this experience, which comes to me now several times a week, the thrill of filth repels me, for I know its power to drag me from God. Okay, so what he was saying was that he spent every waking moment of his day, even when he was teaching his class, focusing on God. And he said that when he started doing that, he felt a, a very, very serene uh, feeling of God coming over him. So whenever he was in that state, anything negative, anything um, that was against God, any kind of sin, was so repulsive to him because he was in this wonderful place with God. And he, and he said that it, it's a very rare thing for anybody to do that on a regular basis. And let me just play the next section. I think this is the last, yeah, this is the last one. May 24, 1930, this concentration upon God is strenuous, but everything else has become easy. I think more clearly, I forget less frequently. Things which I did with a strain before, I now do easily and with no effort whatever. I worry about nothing and lose no sleep. I walk on air a good part of the time. Even the mirror reveals anew. Light in my eyes and face. I no longer feel in a hurry about anything. Everything goes right. Each minute I meet calmly as though it were not important. Nothing can go wrong excepting one thing. That is that God may slip from my mind. So what he was saying was, when he's in this state, he said, it is really, really difficult to concentrate on God every second of the day. But when he does that, even though that's hard, everything else became easy to him. He thinks more clearly. He forgets less, uh, he forgets less frequently. He, the things that he did before that were with a strain, he now does easily with no effort. He was saying that as he concentrates on God continuously, that everything else in his life becomes an easy thing to do. But that, is, but that, that effort to focus on God is very uh, difficult to do that on a regular basis. But I'm not suggesting that we... Any of us can do this on a regular basis because this guy was apparently very extraordinary. But it gives you the idea that if you put God so much in the forefront of your life that other things, number one, will pale in comparison, they'll fade away, and that they will um, not consume your mind as, as they did in the past. Well, what, another thing I want to say, add to that is that if you look at Genesis chapter 1, 16, it talks about creation, when God created the heavens and the earth. If you look at, if you read that line, Genesis chapter 1, 16, it talks about um, God made one light. He made the sun, which the sun is about approximately 92.8 million miles from the earth. 
and the moon is 389 million miles, short, short of a quarter of a million miles from the earth. He said, I made the light, the sun, to rule over the day and to the night, to rule the day to the night, and then I made the moon to rule over the night throughout into the morning. So God made it so the sun will rule throughout the day. That's why you don't see the sun at nighttime because the moon is ruling at that time. It's showing the hand of God basically saying that I'm, I control not everything on earth, but I control everything that goes on in the galaxy and in the sea too. And God positioned the moon. Now, according to science, most all of us have taken science in school, basic science, that the moon, the earth, basically is a reflection of God's love for mankind and his, and his creation. The sun is so positioned so perfectly that even though it's hot here, if it gets any closer, it will scorch the face of the earth. That's the hand of God doing that. The moon basically shows you when Jesus was born. It tells you the signs and seasons in Genesis chapter 1 about winter, spring, summer, and fall. Now we're going to flip over to fall right now. The reason why they knew that when they, when they concluded on the time that Jesus was born is because there were a lot of stars out. It was a cold night in Bethlehem when Jesus was born, and it was, all these stars were out. But there was one star that stood out above every star, and that was the star of King David, recognizing that the kingdom that David had established, where God told him to establish, the kingdom that he, that he was sitting upon, the seat that he was warming, the, the establishment, the Jerusalem, all the places that God had told David to conquer, and he conquered, had now, 14 generations later, was, it was just, he was just, David was just a messenger for Jesus Christ to come. He was the forerunner for Christ. Because Jesus, even though we call him King David, Christ is called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So you can see God's hand moving in that. So even though God was setting up a king because they had asked, well, give us a king, and God gave him a king, God's hand was in that. Even though he didn't want that, but he gave, he granted that to them. But if you look at the seasons, the leaves are going to start changing colors and then they will fall. That's the hand of God. When you see the seasons change in Genesis from hot and it just gets cooler, it gets cold, that is the hand of God. I'm going to tell you a little story. My wife and I was up in, uh, in Canada one time, and I remember we went up there, and the, the sun was only up for four hours. It started getting, the, we only have four hours of sunlight up there because it, it sits up almost, we were almost going toward Alaska. We go toward Alaska. And it, I, it was kind of strange. I had never seen the sun go down in four hours. I had never saw that in my life. If you get on a plane, and another time, you get on a plane and you come, either you come back from Asia or you from Atlanta to Asia or vice versa, I saw the sun stay up in the air the whole time, 16 hours in the air in the plane, and never saw it go down. I never saw that before. That's the hand of God. So when you see the uh, agnostics and the atheists talk about there's no God, let me tell you something. This, all the creation that I'm telling you about in Genesis chapter 1 could not have happened through the Big Bang Theory. That our God is ruling and reigning over the night, morning, noon, and day. Every time you see the sun, you look up and say, that's nothing but the hand of God. Amen. Because all these flowers and vegetables we love and all the 
Time we go to the beach, we go hiking and stuff like that, nothing but the hand of God in everything. Mm. God bless you. So, we talked about looking, at, looking for God in just secular settings that we find ourselves in most of the time. We talked about looking for God throughout your day by praying without ceasing and using other techniques to have God's presence in your home, in your workplace, in your life. Um, even among other people. And now I want to say the third point, which is looking for God in every victory. Jesus said that um, he, can't, he always gives us the victory. There's a scripture that says, he, all, he says, thanks be to God because he always gives us the victory. He said in his word that he came to destroy the works of the wicked one. So that even when we're in battles, that we should look to have a victorious outcome. Deuteronomy 28, I like that scripture because I... Of course, we all going through things with enemies doing things, for perps or even people just in the natural. And it says that your enemies, that God will cause your enemies that rise up against you to be defeated before your face. That's Deuteronomy 28. I don't even have that in here, but it just came to mind. They will come at you in one way and flee from you seven ways. That you, when you have a victory, you must look at that victory as coming from God. Um, Everything basically that you do that is, is, is of value and is of good is coming from God. The, the scripture says all good and perfect gifts come from God. Everything good that we do, I mean, even though we have to make conscious choice to do good and bad, the goodness that we have, even people that they don't even believe in God, I can see God sometimes in these people so strong they can't even see it. They have godly attributes even though they have not fully acknowledged Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because I can tell when, when godly attributes are functioning through some, when God is functioning, functioning through a person, even somebody that doesn't even acknowledge or even believe in him at all. Because when they do good things, they're doing it because of him. I remember this little kid that he's a, not a little kid, but he's a young man, and he, I was saying something about, you know, he, I think he was one of the people that I was saying that had a godly attribute. And he said, oh, I wish you wouldn't say that, because then it's not like I'm just doing something kind because I'm doing it. That if I give it to say God is the reason I'm doing it, then it to me it doesn't doesn't mean the same thing that I'm doing something kind. So he didn't even understand that. And I said, I, you have a godly spirit. I'm talking about Chris, God. And so we have to look for God in those things too. Even in secular people, we have to praise God. God, thank you for putting this person here today to do this whatever it is to to be nice to me or something like that. Um, look for God in every victory. So I'm going to read some scriptures about that, and please take note of these. Jeremiah 29, 12. I, um, I read the first part, but now I'm going to read this one. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place which I sent you to exile. So when you start seeing these, these victories, and you will, I, can't, I, just, I just know it because his word already promised. Look for God in, in, every, in every little tiny thing that, you, that happens with you. Um, Proverbs 3 and 6. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you as well. And of course you know the beginning of that where it says that you're worried about what you should eat, what you should drink, what you should wear. And he says your father in heaven knows that you have all things. You need these things. And that if he takes care of the plants and the, you know how beautiful they are and the birds and how they're fed how much more will he take care of you? And then Jesus goes into seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And then my final scripture 
about looking for God in every victory is saying that, uh, Matthew 18, verse 20, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so he was, he, he, the last thing he said, basically, um, and of course his last words are different in this four Gospels, but in here, I know one of the last things he said is, I'm going to be with you even till the end of the age. I'm never going to leave you. That song, Footprints in the Sand, he said, I promise you, I'm always there. When your heart is full of sorrow and despair, I'm there for you when you need a friend. You'll find my footprints in the sand. That's what he was saying. That's that song. And that is a secular song. So what I'm saying is when you look for God in everything, somebody who didn't even acknowledge Jesus as Savior, who didn't, has, has never to my knowledge even professed God. And when I looked on his biography, I didn't see anything about his, his, any kind of religious affiliation at all. But somebody like that, God still touched that man's heart to write that song. And then he made sure that I heard it in a, in a place that, I wouldn't have normally looked for a song that I would put on my playlist because I, that's mostly secular music. But that God, God didn't even that. He used a secular guy and a secular class to talk to a believer. You, you can look for God in everything and you'll find him. Amen. If you are looking for him, I will also say this to glorify him, worship him, because there are many things in our lives we can look over. I noticed, and one thing I could say when you talk, when you talk about, when I was talking about King David, David looked for the goodness of the Lord. He said, I will gladly enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, because he was among the living. And if you look, you'll see a lot of, there are a lot of negative images on TV that take your mind away from God, that take your mind making you believe there is no God. But there are too many evidence. And there are too many miracles that have taken place that if God was not for us, if God, we know for in part that if God had not been on our side, we would not have survived the battles we all have been through right now. You and I know that because we believe in upon the name of Jesus. As Paul told the jailer, when that earthquake took place in that jail, God wanted them to put Paul and Silas in the, in the part, in the isolation war area, in the middle of a prison. And those prisons are mighty strong in those areas because they're built with huge stones and iron and stuff like that. So the jailer knew the construction of that prison because he had been an apprentice in other prisons before he became the head chief prison over the prison that kept Paul in silence. But it's something about praise and worship when you were in lockdown, when you were in, when you were in the enemy's camp, and you start calling upon the name of the Lord. That's the difference between a Christian and a difference between a, a person and an atheist. They don't have nobody to call on. They got somebody to call on, but they refuse to see the goodness of the Lord. It's not that they don't really believe in God. They just don't want to acknowledge Him. But the Scripture tells us they're not looking for God in any kind of way. But every time we face a situation in our life, 
would have said this is a job for El Shaddai. Yeshua. This is a job for him. That if I get if I get the victory out of this situation, it would not be by my might. The Bible tells us that not by my not by my not by my but by my spirit, thank the Lord. Not by power of the but not but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Everything in life that we face, near-death experiences, hospital situations, visitations, different calamities have fallen upon us out of nowhere. Unexpected events out of nowhere. You know, God was always there because he said, my eyes are fixed upon the righteous. You are the righteous of the Lord, am I right? Amen. Amen. So we all need to give him praise and look for something good that he's done. I guarantee you, when you get up, your day can be a complete, it can be a stormy day. If you look at any storm, look at that storm there, uh, David, the one that just hit the Bahamas. But if you notice, even though the cost, we lost some lives on earth here. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you this, the sun came out after that storm. Do you notice how the worst storm can happen? It could be a Category 100. Now, I, I've never heard one go that high. They said that one was a Category 4 or 5 that hit the Bahamas when it, when it landed, made seashore. But I don't care how strong the storm is. Y'all, you do remember that Jesus was talking about peace be still. When he got up off the boat, he went up to the top and they ran to him and said, Lord, Lord, do you not care that we perish? Jesus said, I didn't come that you may die, but you may have life and more abundantly. But I am saying this, and I am saying look for everything, every look for the persecution. Lord, iron sharpens iron. Amen. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. When I got a battle going on in, 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 in my mind and my emotions and my and when I got a battle, it's an opportunity for me to get promoted by God. Look at Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Now, even though Joshua took the city of Jericho with the children of Israel, look for something that God, something good, God in everything. The city was fortified and it was very well built and compact together. And some of them had doubts that they could even take the city. But God said, I'm going to let you go in and pursue it and take it and destroy everything in the city because it is filled with wickedness. Don't you know you should look for God in every, when you get up in the morning and you see that great beautiful sun come up, you should be saying, praise God. There's a God that sits high. Do you know where heaven is? Heaven is the third heaven is where Christ resides. That is above space itself. That's called the third heaven. Look in the Bible. It's called about the third. That's where the firmament of heaven is. Look in Genesis. It talks about God said, let's make everything under our feet. So everything that's created or goes on, God sits above the earth. He sits above the sun. He sits above the stars. He sits above the moon. When you see all these beautiful things in the sky, look up and say, look for God in that because this beauty of the Lord is in that. Amen. When you look at the beaches, the beautiful sand, the beautiful creatures, even some of them look very frightening. Look at the hand of God making everything that move upon the earth. That's why we say in Psalms 150, get, let everything have breath. 
praise ye the Lord, because we wouldn't have breath if God not have breathed the breath of life in it in the first place. Amen. We wouldn't be no man. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be no woman. It wouldn't be no children. Now some of them say I can do without children because they get on my nerves. But I look for the goodness of God in that too. Amen. Because this child will pass on in my, with my name and my bloodline. But you are in God's bloodline. Do you think in Joshua 1, what did he say? Be strong and be courage, and I will be with you. And he said, you observe my oracles that I gave you when you crossed over the Jordan River. The 12 stones that are still there in the, in the Jordan River. When Moses died and went up the mountain and he saw the promised land, he saw the goodness of God that he had promised over 400 years ago to Abraham. He saw the promised land come with his own eyes before he took his last breath. He said, even though you won't go into the promised land, but go up to the mountain, I'm going to show you the promise that I kept to Abraham. Oh, it is a God. But I'm asking you to look for God in everything because his hand fashioned the earth and spinned it through the galaxy of stars. He fashioned the sun and said, go and heat up the earth. He sent the moon and threw it into the galaxy and said, let it be light. One to rule the day and one to rule the night. And also watch this. As we go into the cold season, the earth tilts on an axis. Just like, you know, when I was a kid, they took us to see the Harlem Globetrotters. One of the things about the Harlem Globetrotters basketball team, they, have, they always turn, turn the, uh, the basketball on one finger. What do you think they got that from? Because they got God has got the earth on his finger. You know, we sing that song, he got the whole world in his hands. He turns the earth, but it turns on his finger. It tilts in the winter months. So that's what changes the seasons from hot to cold. And when he tilts that, it's still in his hand. Because he's, what he's doing, he's, re, he's cleaning out all that hot air, that cold air. It, 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 it throws away all the bacteria and stuff from the heat from the summer. He refurbishes the air so we can breathe in the winter times. His hand is in everything. Amen. 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 Thank you. Well, we're going to close now and we'll turn it back over to um, Dr. Black or to the um, moderator. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you Amen. for such an inspiring message. Amen. So now we have been reminded what's happening when we see only one set of footprints in the sand of our lives. We're being carried. And I really, really appreciate you going over those songs. I, I'm just a big um, encourager that, that music is God's way of lifting us out of any place of despair that we find ourselves. And we certainly want to learn to look for God in everything. I've learned to do that, and I am still open to be um, instructed in how to do that more efficiently. But I, I look for, for messages from God everywhere I go, and he is faithful to do that. So thank you, Minister Pamela and, and our Pastor Terrence, for encouraging us and inspiring us to look for God everywhere. And now we will have a selection uh, coming from Sister Helena, followed by our invitation to discipleship coming from Sister Kim Straub.
I'm just checking. Can you hear me now? We can hear you.
where we walk. We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship. If you are on the call tonight and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please remember, Jesus loves you. He's in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of the rope. Some steps to take on the road to salvation. One, admit you can't save yourself from sin. Two, be willing to repent from sin. Three, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Four, invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I'm not able to save myself from my sin. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or another Bible-based church in your local community. Read the Bible and email us at M-G-R-A-C-E. That's M-Grace321 at gmail.com to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. Thank you, Kim. Now we will have our closing song played by Sister Helena Thompson, and then we will have our closing remarks and benediction. I'm going to ask... Um, at the Wilsons, if they will have our closing remarks and benediction. Once the benediction has been prayed, the recording will be stopped. And those of you who desire prayer, if you'll stay on the on the line, we will be happy to pray with you. Okay. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me. In all my days, I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness. Oh God, all my life you have been faithful. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, 
We thank you for every believer that's connected to us right now, to this phone right now. We thank you for Dr. Millsap. We thank you for my wife and everybody that's connected, that's doing the will of God, that's preaching the gospel to every creature on the earth, to the four corners of the earth, Father. Lord, we thank you for another week for keeping us. We see your hand, the goodness of your hand, as we seek you daily. We see the goodness of your hand, your divine protection from the enemy. He may come in, but God said, I will raise up a standard against the wicked one. And Father, as we see them, you made a way out of no way. When you open the sea, the Red Sea, and let Israel through, Matter of fact, you even made the trip shorter from Egypt into the promised land, even though it took them 40 years of rebellion to get in there. But we thank you that you're making a shortcut for us to closer to Christ because we have Christ the King, our Lord and Savior, to take us home to heaven when that time is right, when he comes back for the earth, Revelation chapter 4. One. We, we just pray for divine protection and covering over us as this week progresses into the next week, into a new season. We pray for your guidance, your wisdom, your understanding. For you said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word proceeded out of the mouth of God. We pray for everybody, every situation they're dealing, uncertainty, everything, Father. We know you have the answers and divine protection to keep us in every way. In Jesus' name, I bless you in the name of the Father. And Son and Holy Ghost, not a benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you, church. May the Lord bless you and keep you, church. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may he be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the countenance, uh, his countenance upon you and give you peace, which is in Isaiah, whose mind is stayed on me, I'll keep you a perfect peace. Now unto him who is able to do more, far more abundantly than all that we could ask, think, according to the power which at work within us. To him be glory in the churches, to him to be glory in the churches in Christ Jesus throughout all generation to generation to generation. Thou art God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.